Kia Koto, uh, welcome back to How'd It Go. Thank you for joining us um, on this episode. I forced Max to go and talk to a politician about mental well-being, and I uh, tried to run a health class uh, about mental well-being at a high school because apparently I'm allowed to do that. And now I'm running for prime minister. Okay, well that that's too much, too fast. No, I, I, I can do it. I can do it. Too much, too fast. Max. How'd it go? How'd it go? That's what we all wanna know. Did you finish what you started, or are you now broken hearted? Did you learn anything? Did you do anything? Did you win anything? Did you lose anything? We just wanna know. We just want to know. We just wanna know. We just wanna know. We just gotta know. How'd it go? Robbie Nickel. Hello. This entire season of How to Go has been about mental health and well-being, mm-hmm. learning about it, treating it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that makes you an expert now. Absolutely. I've got it. You've got it. You yep. got it. It only took however many episodes Ask me we've done. anything yep. about mental well-being. Well, I have the answer. I would have to because uh, we're, we're going to send you, well, we have sent you yep. to a high school health class, mm-hmm. um, the fantastic Onslow College. Woo! Uh, which we went to, but, you know, it's still fantastic. Um, and you taught a full health class about <laughs> mental health and maintaining your mental well-being. Yeah, they, they let me do that. They let you do that <laughs> because this country is the greatest country <laughs> on earth. So, Robbie, how'd it go? 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 <laughs> Because I was trying to shift the focus away from, like, oh, this is only relevant if you've got a diagnosed problem. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And nobody else needs yeah. to worry about it. Yeah. So I was just kind of thinking, okay, more kind of like, how do I want to be to myself, in my community, with my family, with my friends, with my significant other? I'm like, trying to organise a health class. I'm going into a high school to talk to a bunch of 14-year-old boys about mental well-being, and I'd rather not scar them irreparably. So, before I head back to Onslow College, I'm talking to mental health expert Mary O'Hagan. So, I'm just wondering if you could use some of their language, and if they do use the language of happiness, that's probably as good as anything. Sure. She tells me I can get the kids to talk about their friends, in quotation marks, if they're too embarrassed to talk about themselves. And most helpfully, she teaches me to use the language they use. If you, and if you use a common word like happy, yeah, um, then that applies to everyone. Yeah. But if you start using words like mental health, and I think that's about people over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, when are you going to see them? Tomorrow. Oh, okay, yeah. Other than the school bell being replaced by a siren that wouldn't be out of place in a dystopian prison, Onslow hasn't changed a lot. I've broken my class into three bits. Uh, What it's like when things are going well, what can get in the way, and finally, how you might overcome those obstacles. So, first up, what's it like when things are good? Um, Okay, so, first things first... How do you know when your life is going well? Um, when I'm having a really good day, I always feel like I'm motivated to do stuff. I can get off my ass and actually do what I want to do. If someone's like, yo, can you do this for me? And even if I don't really want to, it's like, it doesn't benefit me. I'll be like, oh, hell yeah, I'll do it, you know? How do you know that you've got a good 
relationship with your friend? When they give a shit. Yeah? Can you expand on that? What does that mean? If someone doesn't really care about you, you know, you're not going to have fun with them. You're not going to be able to talk to them about stuff. and You're not going to be able to be happy with them. So... I think when they actually like listen to you, like if you're like saying a joke or telling a story, you know, they actually say like, oh yeah, what's this, instead of going, I don't want to hear that. And when I ask if they can think of anyone in the school with the perfect friendship... I know, for me, I think it's, it sounds so weird, but I think it's just girls. They just have it down, to be honest. The amount of girls I've seen leave the school this year because they have crazy beef with every other female in the year... Sure. And Okay, okay, you've got a point there. <laughs> On the surface, they look super tight. Because it's, that's how they show their affection for each other, right? Sure. Like, I feel comfortable to do this. Or maybe that's just the culture of females in New Zealand. I don't know. We talk but, about healthy communication with family and friends and what it feels like when you've got your life together and how a positive romantic relationship is one that isn't awkward. And then we move to phase two. The obstacles. For school, it can be hard to be motivated for things you're not good at. I feel like because you're in a classroom with... 25 people, everyone's moving ahead. The more you lag behind, it like grows exponentially, unless you f suddenly find this thing to jump that gap. And it doesn't yeah. take long before we're straight yeah. into phase three, the strategies to overcome <laughs> life's people, obstacles. And they're not short of ideas. Lazy. Like, what are some strategies to overcome those problems? It's gonna sound really stupid. No, it's all good. Um, working out releases a chemical in your body which makes you feel really good about yourself. That so does not sound stupid at all. I found out that once I'm finished that, I'm like, hey, I could really write my essay that is overdue right now. I'm joining a sugar free. And yeah. Yeah, that makes me feel a whole lot better. Surround yourself in great people. Yeah. I know you can't class people as unhappy and happy, but I think happy people should act as a virus, like, like, like a game of manhunt. If you can surround yourself <laughs> in happy people, and that can help you be happy, then you be could become part of the group that makes someone else happy. So how, how can you deal with, like, if you feel like you've got a bad relationship with your mum or your dad, what's the strategy? I think maybe put yourself in their shoes. I know it sounds a bit weird, but, like, if your mum's having a hard time going through the bills or yeah. something, you know, think, how would you feel being, having, like, four kids of your own, no husband, just rents, no husband, sure. and, you know, just think, what what could you do to help? Would you, would you rather be an absolute dick? You know, talk back and not eat or, you know, help them out and stuff, you know. What about unhealthy romantic relationships? End it. End it? I mean, that's a, not a bad place to start. <laughs> At one yeah. point, I have to stop and just take stock of the sheer quantity of good advice. And clearly you guys know how to do so much of that stuff, whether it's the basic stuff like working out and having a good diet, like getting a good sleep or, you know, having time in the sun, surrounding yourself with good people. And then there's with friends, it's like obviously being the friend that you want your friends to be. Um, don't be a dick. It's pretty basic. Um, always be open to talk. Try and detach yourself. Be a little more analytical. Confront them. Talk one-on-one -on -one if you've got a problem. Um, empathizing with your family, putting yourself in their shoes, going to a counselor if you need to. And then with a romantic relationship, if there's something bad, using your friends to confront them and, and ending it if it's not going well. And that's the other one with friends. It's like, if it's not going well, you can, you can leave. There are other people. So like, that's a huge amount of crazy good advice. So I have two questions to end with. One is, do you ever get a chance to talk about any of this stuff at school? 
Not at all. No way. Not at all? No time in health class devoted to this stuff? No. Nah, my health teacher was pretty bad. Health for us this year was six drugs, six drugs, six drugs. That's all we did. It was it's easy to criticise the school's mental health programme, but the kids are the first to admit that it isn't easy teaching 25 teenagers about their mental well-being. Yeah, I'd never say any of the stuff if I was in my classroom. I'd just be sitting there being quiet, just not saying anything. Yeah, yeah. Is that true for the rest of you guys? Yeah, definitely. This is the first time I've honestly spoken up and said, yo, this is what I think about mental health and blah, blah, blah. Because we, yeah, not at all. I don't get to say, you know, yeah, like, what do I think about mental health and things? Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, yeah, that's true for you as well, Henry? Because someone just make a joke out of it. Mm. Like, oh, yeah. But it's serious and people don't address it that way. The truth is everyone's insecure, everyone's sad sometimes, everyone's awkward, everyone wishes they could be better. Um, but nobody's going to admit that in a bloody classroom full of your peers. Like, that's terrifying. So finding a way to cut through that, I don't know what the answer is. And nobody wants to use the other services available at school either. Like, there's a culture here where we alienate everything to do with the guidance counsellor. Yeah. Like, going to the guidance counsellor is a really bad thing. It means you're screwed up in every way. But truth is, and that's why peer mediation exists. But the truth is, you can just go there and talk to them yeah. about how your day Just like going to a personal trainer or whatever. How good your yeah. breakfast was, you know? Yeah, totally. And it can just be like, I'm great now, but I'd like to be even better. That's a reason to go to the guidance counsellor. I feel like, not just, I don't know, there's this whole stigma, I think is the word, built sure. around trying to get help from prof professionals, right? Yeah. And that's when people end up, it kind of snowballs. Yeah. You only ever see the really bad people that are forced to go to sure. the guidance counsellor there. And then you if think, nobody wants to go. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to go to that place where all these screwed up people go. Yeah. Finally, I ask if there's anything anyone would change about the health class I just attempted to run. And Ollie gives me a great piece of advice. Something I think we all need to hear sometimes. I wouldn't try to be so overly positive. I feel like yeah. the approach most people take to helping people with mental health is drowning them in positivity. But I think sometimes people yeah. just need to hear that it's like okay to be sad. That you don't have to be drowning in happiness all the time. Like everyone has down moments. Yeah. I think that's really good advice. And then we're done. But I just want to say thank you so much, guys, for this Thank you. Hour Seriously. and last hour. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. Yep. Awesome. Missing class. To missing class. See you guys. Thank you so much. Seriously, thank you. Bye, Adam. Thank you, Jordan. I really appreciate it. Bye. Bye, Henry. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Those, those kids. Those kids are... They're more knowledgeable than than I than I than I am. I think <laughs> you know, like just the yeah. things they're saying. I just the whole bit about. Oh, I, okay, I got questions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I'm totally with you. Like, I feel like so much of that advice is, is stuff I did. I'm still kind of just get grasping now. Yeah, that they are already handing out. It's just like, well, this is obviously the way to live a happy life. I'm like geniuses well we're we're one of my one thing yeah, i wrote yeah. down in all caps was where did they learn that if not at school yeah and i think that was i mean i that was kind of what i hoped would 
happened to some extent. Like it went better than I thought it was going to yeah. go. Because I think what I wanted to do was like let the kids lead the class and kind of demonstrate that they already know a lot about how to maintain good mental well-being because it's just trying to it's just trying to be a happy person like lead a contented life and so that's why I tried to structure it by saying like you know what is it like when it's going good and like what do you want to be able to do you know like be motivated and get stuff done and be a good friend and family member or whatever and then you know what gets in the way and then how do you overcome that because that's not you know, as Mary said, like, don't make it about, like, mental health, you know, the big, scary, bold word. Just try and make it about them. And I think even though they're not talking about this in health class and they don't have health classes, we all live lives and we all do our best. Um, but I just think it's such a tremendous shame that they don't have a lot of opportunities to share the wisdom they learn with other people. Because I know those kids learn so much from each other. Mm. You know, I, I know that they were, there were some things that people said that r- really resonated with other people because they, they hadn't thought it before. Um, and there's so much wisdom, I think, in any group of five people. There's so much wisdom about life and how to live and things you've learned from experience that it would just be awesome if there were more opportunities to share it with each other, mm. you know? I mean, because, like, you know, what, what there's sort of was what was meant to be the challenge when we were we talked about what it could be it's like yeah we'll learn a bunch of stuff and then we can go back to school back to our school and yeah. it's like we're talking to us again as teenagers and trying to tell them our wisdom but that didn't happen at all no <laughs> that's, not what, that's not what happened at all instead of you going there to be like hey young robbie here's what what uh what what you should be if you what you don't know yet that will be helpful in the future but young robbie's grown up young robbie's not there anymore it's not young max it's these brand new people that are already incredibly knowledgeable yeah and i think also it was really helpful that we went in earlier mm. and kind of uh, planted some ideas as well Right Because these are the same kids These from... are the same kids That we spoke to At the start of the podcast Just to figure out What this series Should be about Yeah And I think um, It was just really cool To see that In quite a short period As well Like if you go back to You know The answer to the question Like what do you guys think Mental health is To the level of sophistication And depth That they realized That they already had mm-hmm. About mental well-being And I think that's You know It's so valuable Just to recategorize you know, mental health and big scary quotation marks to being like, no, just like feeling good, like having a good life, mm. being a good person. Mm. Like if you think about it that way, we're all experts on that because that's, you know, what you spend every minute of every day <laughs> thinking about, you know, yeah. is is how to be happy and how to help people. I, I was pretty blown away by the level of sophistication in terms of the strategies that they had and, and, the, and the breadth of the strategies, you know, that yeah. they were talking about like looking after yourself physically um you know they were talking about diet they were talking about exercise but then they were also talking about you know empathy and 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 building strong supportive networks like the breadth of uh, knowledge and and understanding was was ridiculous it was amazing i mean did you did you learn something from that class totally totally <laughs> i mean i think it it like it re-emphasized a lot of points that i i feel like it's so easy to forget mm. you know be kind and lifeline said you know the main thing we need to do is just pe- more people need to be kind to one another mm. and that came through with this as well that like they were just like just don't be a dick to your friends and mm. like empathize with your parents and stuff and it's amazing how much being kind to others is kind of integral to 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 having good mental health for yourself i thought it was really interesting to hear them talk about how they didn't want such positivity when it comes to talking about mental health yeah which is something that that seems 
obvious uh, <laughs> when you say it, but like, it's like, no, we're going to talk to kids about mental health. So it's like, hey, kids, everything's hey, great now. It's great. You might get a little bit sad later, but we'll help you get it. It's like, no, no. <laughs> no, no, it's that thing. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, that's what people want to hear is that. Honesty. That, yeah. And, 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 you know, as he was saying, it was, it was just like, just tell me that being sad is okay sometimes. Mm. That's what people want to hear. Yeah. Because obviously we're showing in media all the time these tremendously successful people. You know, all of the Instagram pictures are people having amazing, great lives and Mm -hmm. smiling, you know. And so more than any time before, I think people just need to hear we're all sad sometimes. Mm. Like life sucks for everybody sometimes Mm. because we're all projecting these images of such a happy life. I mean, just keep coming back to how clever those kids are. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's still but still teenage boys still yeah i know there's definitely some moments where you're like okay yeah. okay but also i think a part of the things that are like teenage boy things like they're aware of that too like they talked about like well you know we're very hormonal right now <laughs> would you do it again well i yeah i mean i i, I mean i gotta say a huge thanks to uh janet glenn who is max's aunt who is also deputy principal of uh, uh onslow who helped you know, bring together that group of amazing young men and um, huge thanks to the kids as well, obviously. And obviously I, it was easy because there are only, you know, five of them around the table. And I, and I don't know how you can replicate that um, with a bigger class, but it definitely needs to be happening a lot more often Mm. because I think with that size group of students, we were able to cut through the jokes and, you know, the, the unwillingness to take it seriously. Mm. Um, and they did take it really seriously and it was useful for everyone around that table. Mm. So they need more opportunities to do that. Um, and I hope they get them. Maxwell Apps. Robbie Nickel. Hi. Okay. So out of the two of us, I'm probably, it might be fair to say, the slightly more political one considering... Ah. Uh. Well, yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but obviously, uh, you know, this series you've been learning a lot about New Zealand's mental health system. You've been meeting people who are affected and who have advice about you know how to how to improve your mental well being. And in order to kind of challenge yourself, put yourself to the test, be a little bit political and engage no you don't like where this is going (laughs) the challenge uh was to uh go out and speak to some politicians about the issue of mental well-being so maxwell apps how'd it go about the podcast because yep. I don't really know if you know anything about uh, Only what, what Tim has told me. Yeah. Right, fair enough. Um, so the podcast was started between me and Robbie Nicol who... Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, before. yeah. Um, we've been best friends since high school awesome. since back in the day. Go away, try a challenge or an adventure or something mm-hmm. that was meant to make us a better person. That was the mission statement. So this season it's all about mental health because that's something that's very important to us. Yeah. And it's something that a lot of New Zealanders, especially men, yeah, yeah, totally. We don't really talk about, so yeah. we thought we'll try to focus most of our challenges on on that. Uh, and then one of the challenges was come to speak to an MP because my background is very apolitical. Mm-hmm. Um, due to my upbringing, um, okay, some people 
who were involved in my upbringing, um, I had quite a bad view of politicians. Yeah. Not anymore, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like uh, no, I do. So do I. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> but, but to the point where I wouldn't listen, where I would be yeah. like, no, they're all all lying. Yeah, or, yeah. classic. Yeah. Yeah. But what they had led to was yeah. an action and. Yeah. Uh, not allowing myself to engage with yeah. any kind of conversation because I was just afra- afraid to and now mm. I'm trying to, uh, to actually It's engage. good. Yeah. It's a good challenge. I afford that. Thank you very much, Lois <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey. Um, when me and Rob yeah, were so planning just, this season uh, of How to Go, we knew we wanted to try and yeah. tell a story with our challenges. First, have us learn about how people look after their mental well-being and how well mental well-being is looked after in New Zealand. Then, actually attempt different ways of maintaining our mental well-being, and then finally have some challenge which utilizes everything we've learned that will be about the future of mental well-being in this country. So naturally, when we were brainstorming different challenge ideas, talking to an MP came up as one that would be important because we've had an election and we have a new government, and it would be helpful to find out what they think of mental well-being in New Zealand. So of course, out of me and Robbie, I'm the one who got picked to do this challenge. If you're familiar at all with Robbie's other work, you'll know of White Man Behind a Desk, a political satire web show that works so well because not only is Robbie incredibly funny, he has a degree in politics and knows all about the intricacies of government. If you're familiar with my other work, I wrote a musical called Retail Cabaret, a fun musical romp through the joys of working in retail. It was a lot of fun. For politics, I'm really not your guy, but that's also the reason I got sent along to do this. I've been trying to be more engaged with the political landscape, and this was a good opportunity to try and be engaged by talking to an MP. So I sent out a bunch of emails to see if anyone could talk with me. And luckily, two could. My name is Chloe Swarbrick, and I am a new Green Party MP. Hi, I'm David Seymour. I'm the Member of Parliament for Epsom and the leader of the ACT Party. Now, I was very nervous about interviewing some members of Parliament, so I made sure to ask for some advice from Marion Elliott of Action Station. Is there anything, just to help, help me out, uh, to talk to a politician? Mm. What should I be aware of? Uh, I guess the first thing is to be aware of the fact that, I mean, it's like the two sides. One is they're just people. Yes. And they do have their own experiences. Mm. Um, and I think that's always a really great place to start from. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what is your personal experience with this issue? Mm-hmm. So I made sure to leave with that in my first interview with David Seymour, leader of the ACT Party. Have you had any experience um, at all with New Zealand's mental health services? Uh, in, in a very sort of indirect way, I was a, um, a, a buddy at Kidsline, so I understand you're talking to Lifeline. Yeah. Kidsline is sort of the youth subsidiary, so uh, when I did it, the, the buddies, as we called ourselves, we weren't allowed to call ourselves counsellors because we weren't qualified in any way, but yeah. um, we would answer the phones from 4 to 6, Monday to Friday. Mm. Um, the callers at that time were sort of 7 to 13 year olds. Mm. Um, I actually visited kids line a couple of weeks ago because I, I, I happened to win the Parnell Waiters race and I donated my, my winnings back to Lifeline. Oh, uh, and when I went by there they, they said they've actually started taking callers up to 18. So I ask what your experience has been with your own mental well-being over the years. Have you found it trying? Have you found your mental health to be a very simple thing to be something to look after or have you found it trying over the years? Uh, no, I mean I, I don't really... Um, say it has been trying um, but you know what I would say is that um, you, you know you can either look at it as being sort of a deficit mm-hmm. um, and I think that's something that a lot of people have been doing and they start to pathologize things mm-hmm. and I think that's a real worry um, 
not saying that there aren't genuine, uh, I guess, uh, illnesses and concerns that, that people have, uh, but we shouldn't forget more of a constructive strength-based model. So, you know, I think it's important to maintain good relationships with friends and family. Uh, it's important to exercise. It's important to have hobbies and curiosities. It's important to do things that you think are worthwhile and where you can build self-esteem. Remember, it's called self-esteem for a reason. Yeah. I think that's the, the sort of constructive approach um, that you know sometimes gets a bad rap because people say, well, how can you possibly ignore the, the, the very real suffering that people have? Um, well, I, I'm not ignoring it, uh, but I'm just saying that there's something to be said for, you, you know, taking a, a positive, constructive approach first. In terms of how we're speaking about mental health, do you think there's something more we can be doing that we're not doing right now? I mean, do you see, uh, in, in the case of mental health in New Zealand, do you think it's getting better or worse? Um, Look, it's pretty hard to answer that question because yeah. you've, you've got to have some sort of measure. Absolutely. Look, I, I mean, I, I think some of the things we can do are actually pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I put all of my political capital um, into setting up charter schools for kids who basically are disengaged from the um, existing system. Uh, it was a girl who, who came up to me at one of these schools, she said, I never knew I was smart until I came here. Mm. Um, she'd failed NCA1, NCA2 at, at quite a prominent uh, Auckland girls' school, and yet uh, she discovered that actually she was smart. Mm. Now, going back to what I said at the beginning about you know real self-esteem being the, 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 the setting goals and achieving them so you feel like you can actually make a difference. Mm. She was able to do that because she found an educational environment that engaged her. So, you know, having educational options that actually engage kids, there's too many schools out there um, that just don't move with the times. Mm. Uh, so that's one area where I think we could do a lot better. One of the major issues that we should be resolving uh, is our housing market, because I look at our parents' generation um, who, by the time they were in their 30s, uh, chances are they'd managed to afford a home that was three or four times their income. Mm. Um, our generation in Auckland, the house is now 10 times their income. Now, thinking about your mental health, I mean, imagine how much difference it makes to actually have a piece of New Zealand that is your own, that is stable, you know you're going to be there for as long as you want to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can start families and so on. Um, now, you know, there's a whole lot of people in our generation who have done all the right things, studied hard, got good degrees, work hard, uh, saved, um, but unless they have help from their parents, very, very difficult for them to secure that. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, it leads to a huge amount of anxiety. Again, totally needlessly, there's, you know, it's just a question of choosing the right policies. Mm-hmm. And sadly, the National Party for the previous nine years chose policies that would lead to rising house prices um, which was good around the world. Uh, you know, governments with rising house prices tend to get elected, so that's that's why they did it. Yeah. Um, and, and yet, I think the overall impact of that on New Zealand is, you know, difficult to even measure mm. uh, when you look at quality of life. So, look, you know, housing and education, two key things. Um, will this new government do any better? Well, you know, so far they want to close charter schools without proposing any realistic alternative. 
Um, on housing, I'm a bit more optimistic, but it remains to be seen. As someone who wasn't the most stellar pupil in school, I found David's story about someone who felt they were getting left behind to be very relatable. And I can't deny that that doesn't have something to do with some of my struggles with my mental well-being even now, always feeling like that I'm not doing as good as maybe I ought to be. Then it was on to interviewing Chloe Swarbrick. Now, I was very nervous about this one. Chloe has achieved celebrity status amongst the communities that I'm a part of, so I was determined to try and not mess it up. Yeah, so I'll just, uh, I've got some questions here, but I just, I did want to ask um, if you've had any personal experience with the New Zealand's mental health services. Um, I personally haven't gone through it, mm -hmm. um, but I have supported people um, and their experiences through it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've been relatively open um, about the fact that um, I uh, dealt uh, with anxiety and depression to quite a hardcore extent um, when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. um, and as I said before, like that's still something which has impacts on my life today, you know. How do you feel about, obviously, New Zealand's mental health services have been, been hit pretty hard over the past few years? Yeah. Lack of funding. Yeah. Um, oh, the the plan is to re to reverse that to try. Yeah, yeah. The, the plan is totally to reverse that. Mm. Um, and one of the starting points is a um, inquiry into the state of um, mm. mental health services. Mm. So, mental health is a really complex issue. Mm. Um, and I say that as somebody obviously with personal experience mm. um, of different mental health issues and having friends. Um, and family. Um, okay, so so if you look at it broadly, I think that there are two um, realms to bring about change, mm -hmm. and this kind of comes back to what you were saying about politicians before. Mm -hmm. I think that um, there is change that can come about in the cultural sphere. So the cultural sphere includes things like media um, awareness, which can include like education, um, you know, protest uh, petitions, those kinds of things. Um, and yeah, obviously education. And then uh, you've got the structural side of things. Mm -hmm. the structural side of things includes regulation, legislation, and funding. Mm -hmm. um, and those two areas aren't mutually exclusive. They totally cross over. So a um, good example would be uh, the consent uh, education protest organized by the Wellington College Girls. Yes. Um, I think that's what the school's called. <laughs> the Wellington School Girls, um, who are awesome. Um, uh, so that obviously was uh, raising awareness, uh, generating media, uh, protests, you know, bringing people together, collective action kind of thing. Um, and the intent is to try and bring about change in legislation and regulation, which then impacts education, which then changes, you know, awareness and that has lasting impacts. So I think that um, any kind of change has to include both of those two things. Mm. Um, it, has to, it has to consider both of those two realms of change. Uh, because it's the same way that I see uh, my new role um, in politics is uh, the way that I can bring about change in the house is kind of you know you know come back into my office meet with MPs from across you know the um, on opposition and also in government and shake hands with them and make deals behind closed doors mm. um, or and. Uh, I can uh, work to change sentiment, I can work to change culture, I can work with people who are at the coalface and are already doing that and try and amplify their voices and give them the platform to do that. Uh, and I think that's a more democratic way to go about bringing about change. And what we're seeing is that culturally uh, there is very much, for you know, at least several years now, been that call for change in the mental health um, system. So um, it is a crisis point really and there's, you know, that, that's evidenced by a whole lot of things including um, 
really shocking um, suicide statistics. Mm -hmm. What that has set is the um, groundwork for basically the government to be able to go, okay, (laughs) we can definitely do this and it's not going to be called like a waste of public money or anything like that, you know. Um, But basically we still haven't yet properly identified where the holes are. Mm. Um, And this again for me comes back to it being a really complex thing because uh, I don't think that it's we're going to fix uh, the mental health crisis by going let's look at the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff per se. Yeah. Um, not to say that you know all mental health services are that kind of thing. Like they, they can be ongoing. Um, anybody who's experienced um, mental health for lack of better word issues knows that it isn't something that's like linear and done and over yeah, and yeah, like left it. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, but. It is to say that I think um, very deeply, and this is stuff that I spoke about um, in my maiden speech, that we need to evaluate uh, the society and the culture that mm. we're like, you know, growing up in. Chloe spoke with me for another 30 minutes about mental health in New Zealand, about the political movement of the left and what needs to be done better, and I wish I could play more for you now. I'll try and get the extended interviews up of both David and Chloe so you guys can hear more of what they have to say because it was really interesting. But... Already we are running very late on this particular challenge. I do want to leave in the last question I asked both of them, which was, what would you say to anyone out there who is currently struggling with their mental well-being? 99% of the time, the world is a much better place than you can imagine. And uh, if you think I'm wrong about that, um, you know, is it, is it possible that there are things you haven't considered? If you're absolutely sure, that you've considered everything, then maybe I'm wrong. Uh, But if you think there's a few possibilities out there that you haven't considered yet, then take take a chance on me that maybe the world's a much better place than you think it is right now. Thank you very much, David Seymour. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Um, Not so much advice as it is just... um, It it ends up becoming a cliche if you get into the, like, life will be better. Yeah. Um, But... It is just kind of, uh, I'm not in any way, shape or form religious, um, but a Buddhist, um, I can't remember what it's called, like tenant uh, motto thing, that I've found myself uh, kind of prescribing to, which sounds really depressing when you first say it, but it's life is suffering. Uh, and okay. yeah, when you, <laughs> again, really depressing when you first like, whoa, um, but then you like delve into it and you kind of unpack it and you're like, oh yeah, so, you know, if I do the thing that I really love, um, it's going to be really hard, um, and in that sense it's suffering. Or you can do the thing that you really hate and, you know, potentially make more money, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and that's going to be its own form of suffering, you know. So it's just kind of, what form of suffering do you want to live with? Right. <laughs> um, which is really not an inspiring or positive note to leave it on. But right. um, it, it, yeah, just along those lines, I think it's just, it is important to recognize that everybody has their own battles. Um, and yeah, just be kind. Like that, I think, is the resounding um, sentiment then culture change that I'd like to see. Um, and that I think is foundational on community. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very <laughs> no, much. that is all good.
yeah, so that so that was that. Uh, first of all, I'd like to apologise for the length of that. One. <laughs> I, think the, I think that's the longest one that we're going to have in this. It makes sense. Politicians, you know, you know how they are. Oh my goodness, man! Yeah, they they, they like to talk. Okay, so there's a few things to unpack there. Yes. Um, okay, so definitely one thing I think that came to mind. You know, I mean, because obviously, obviously politicians want to get to their talking points and they want to talk about the issues that they are pushing forward and they are working on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it makes sense, you know, that you've got, uh, you know, David Seymour going to talk about housing and education, right? Yeah. But what's interesting, I think, about mental well-being as a topic is that you can almost pick any policy and it is directly relevant to people's <laughs> mental well-being because yeah. all mental well-being is is kind of like quality of life mm. and that's kind of everything a politician does is mm. try to improve people's quality of life right you know and, and chloe touched on this um in terms of having an inquiry and how complicated <laughs> it is do you know what i mean like mm. how do you do an inquiry on like how do we make people feel better <laughs> you know like what are, it's like so many things yeah could be done can be done i mean you know and and obviously you know when we were talking to mary uh, o'hagan right at the start of the podcast we were talking about oh we need to expand from just thinking about it as a medical model Mm. you know mental health you know we've got to think about it as you know helping people connect with their communities and and but it is kind of it seems kind of an insurmountable challenge doing a an inquiry into how to make people happier like i mean it was insane because like i in in that i wrote down all these questions right and one of them was i wanted to ask what uh, very broad questions about mental health in new zealand and about where we are now and where we're going and what can we do to be better and you should have seen david seymour's face when i was like um, what should the country do to help with the mental well-being? As I said it, I was like, good God, <laughs> what a question to ask. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I heard you be like, well, that is, that is too difficult a question. <laughs> and so, you know, like, I, I, I want to, you know, but I, I did want to ask because, you know, yeah. they are in positions to make these decisions. Yeah. You know, you know, so it's like, yeah, this is a big question, but you, you've kind of got the big job. So it's kind of on you to have an idea yeah and um, i'm i was glad to get answers when i when i asked those sort of questions it's like that is a tough question but yeah here's an idea whereas you would ask me i'd be like um uh, I get, uh, give everyone money just give everyone money yeah, i think everybody gets a hug and yeah, 200 hug, bucks a 200 week. bucks <laughs> and a 20 dollar voucher to reading cinemas you can't go wrong with the movies <laughs> have you guys been to the movies they're, they're great coco is wonderful um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but I mean, obviously, I mean, David Seymour also touched on, you know, economic stability, feeling Mm. like you own a house. I mean, that's definitely part of it. Self-esteem, you know, feeling like you're doing okay at school. These are all important things. And I, my first instinct when he said that was to to like laugh to myself a little bit. Like, nah, there he goes. He's going to, of course, he's going to talk about this. But of course, he's going to talk about that. Yeah. Because that is involved and it's what he's knowledgeable about. Sure. And therefore, he's like, well, this, I've seen, I've been tracking this. I understand the world to be this and... If there's been a spike in anything to do with mental health, it's probably got something to do with the spike. Yeah, there's other and stuff. As a, and as a you know minor party, it's also his. You know, he's got to pick a couple of things. Mm. You know, to focus on. Yeah. And but yeah, those are connected to to mental well being. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting seeing what does happen with the inquiry because mm. I know, you know, like the People's Mental Health Report or like Mary that we've spoken to, there there are a lot of people who are very determined that it take and and it sounded like Chloe to some extent too, and and. Also, David, in terms of, you know, the broadness of his response, like, it does feel like the inquiry needs to be broad Mm. and look at creative 
options, you yeah. know? I was a little bit nervous about this one because I, I'm i a little bit afraid of, like, raising the importance of what this is. Sure. This, I mean, yeah. like... No, absolutely. What we are, we're, we're these two, like, guys who are trying to work on our own mental well-being and we're trying to uh, model ways that maybe other men can... Uh, work on their own mental well-being as well. And what was important with, with this one is speaking with MPs was because they're the ones that make decisions. But it's also important for me because I'm not very political in the first place and it's forced me to be more political. I, I had to research these, <laughs> these, these two people to understand, okay, what am I going to talk about? And then I found out... <laughs> if, you re- if you Google Chloe Swarbrick and David Seymour, there's a video of them getting into an argument <laughs> and a debate. And I was like, I didn't know this when I set this oh, up. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I'll interview them separately at different times <laughs> in very different places. Yeah, and you know it's it's, it's interesting to get this, but I also want to say we we don't have the big answers, which no. is good because we don't have the big job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, good luck to the politicians. <laughs> but yeah, and I think also, um, you know, and you heard David Seymour there saying like, oh, strength based focus. I'm not saying it's not a real problem, mm. you know, and, and I think that's often what's hard as well is that you say, oh, let's not just talk about it as a in terms of the medical model. Mm. Let's also um, you know, talk about community and, and friendship and, and going for runs and stuff. But it is that thing of like, that's additional. And it's not to say that it isn't a serious problem and that these aren't real struggles, you know? And I feel like sometimes that's what's hard is that when you go to that strength-based thing rather than the pathology-based thing, it sounds like you're saying it's not a real illness. And it's like, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying we could think about it that way and other ways as mm. well. Um but yeah, it's, it, it does seem like an enormous task mm. figuring out um, how to make things better. Hey, Robbie. Hey, hey, Bex. How'd I do? You're a poli- you're a political guy. Yes, I am. What do you want to think? I think you did brilliantly, oh. and I also think listening to how you edit it, I feel like you. Chances are, I, I, I think you chose really good bits. Thank you. Um, and I also thought that was really good advice from Marianne that uh, that you followed in terms of starting with the personal, mm. because it does. It helps them remember as well that you're not just a media person mm. coming to take down, um, you know, another political figure. Mm. You genuinely just want to have a conversation. Yeah. But what I really want to do is I want to put up their interviews as yeah, 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 yeah. as like just some solo things. So I'll, I'll try to get those up, uh, some extended interviews. I'm not going to put the whole thing up because it's just a bunch of, um, so you're a politician. <laughs> But I didn't vote for you, so how does that I'm work? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't vote for you. <laughs> but hi. <laughs> My person didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll be putting those up because they were they were very interesting um, interviews. This was a really hard one to edit because there were so many stories that I just couldn't put in and so many yeah. like points of view because, you know, it's just they, they start talking and then they don't <laughs> stop and like... A lot of it's really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> if only they were more boring. Yeah. <laughs> if only it was just meaningless drivel. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we'll, we'll be posting about that pretty soon, I'm pretty sure. Awesome. So, yeah. I look forward to it. I'll yeah. listen to all of those. <laughs> oh, yeah, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah, nerd. So that was that. That's that was the final challenge of this season of How'd It Go. The final one. The last one. Okay, well the last one. You know 
how this series works because you and I created it together. Mm-hmm. That despite what I may have said in the planning and scripting of this okay. current part, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, because we was we're supposed to do one more challenge together, which was kind of like an epilogue for the series. Was the idea? I'm, I'm, I'm doing a funny bit here that everyone's really appreciating. Oh, you're doing a bit. Oh, yeah. that is a relief because yeah. I, I felt like maybe you just weren't going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. Ah. I was being silly. There was another episode of How'd It Go coming up. It's a farewell of sorts. Yeah, it's our last little. It's our last little challenge that we're trying together, which is mm-hmm. we never do the challenges no, we together. Never do. Um, so that's going to be exciting. So mm-hmm. stick around for that. But uh, we do want to say a huge thank you for for joining us for the for the you know, for the episode so far, for everything that we've done, for the mm. journey that we've been on. Mm-hmm. It's been lovely to, to have you, um, you know, join us. Thank mm. you. Thank you for that. Um, and of course, if you want to keep in touch with us or let us know if you're enjoying the show, uh, then you can do that through Twitter uh, at, at Howdit. I almost said the old Twitter handle, oh, but it's not that anymore. <laughs> at Howdit Rob and at Howdit Max. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook. Of course, mm-hmm. just search for Howdit Go. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us a five-star review on iTunes if you want. Pretty, pretty, please. That really helps us. Mm. Um, and of course, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Just, you know, try, try and help us out because it, it means a lot to us. And, really and we does. love hearing that people are listening and that they care and that you're enjoying it. So please do that. And, and we will be back soon with a special little epilogue. Um, but until then, goodbye for now. Bye. Talk to your local MPs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just email that. them. It's really simple. It's so easy. Goodbye. Bye. We just want to know. 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 If you need any support with anything we've brought up in this podcast, uh, you can free call or text 1737 to talk to a trained counsellor at any time. Or you can call Lifeline at 0800 543 354 or the Suicide Crisis Helpline at 0508 828 865 or the Depression Helpline at 0800 111 757 or you can call Youthline at 0800 376 633 or you can email them at talk at youthline.co.nz. Take care of yourself. You're great.